Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on the Hope for Today broadcast. I'm your host, Doran Wengerd, founder of Wengerd Ministries, where we are delivering hope to every heart. Now, if you've been impacted by these messages and you'd like to partner with us, please text the word GIVE to 844-333-7227. And I also want to mention a new organization that the Lord has put on my heart to begin, and it's called Flights for Hope. And we're right in the middle of creating it now. So if you want to find out more, or if you'd like to be part of the process by sowing financial seed, please go to flightsforhope.org. Now last time, I focused on Jesus and the wonderful gift that he is to each one of us daily. And I talked about the message of the angels and really what it means to have peace on earth, goodwill toward men. This would be peace from God toward man. So if you missed that message, go back and listen to it. My prayer is that God's peace is in you and upon you and that you experience his grace today. The message today comes from a statement that Jesus made in John 14, 27. So I've titled the message, Peace, I Leave With You. Now, I've been thinking a lot about what it is, truly, that the world wants. What is it that people all over the world are looking for, especially in the last two years? I can remember hearing people talking about, you know, world peace when I was growing up. And I know that every one of us might have a different idea of what that would look like. But then I was wondering, why are people wanting world peace? The thing that they're truly looking for is inner peace. They're wishing that finding external peace or, you know, peace in the world, world peace, would bring them peace in their heart. What they're really missing is something that's deep in their heart. That's what many people want to gain from going on vacation. They're thinking that by you know, slowing down their external circumstances, they can calm the waters of their own soul. Now, I like this. I like going on vacation. It's not a bad idea. I, I love to do it. Experience a slower pace of life. In fact, Jesus did this very thing many times. In Matthew 14, 23, it says that he, he sent the multitudes away and he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. We can find many examples of when Jesus withdrew from the crowd and was alone with his heavenly Father. By the way, we should take his example and we should make this part of our daily lives. So let this be an encouragement to you to do this. But then we also need to look at how Jesus dealt with external circumstances. He didn't just stay away from the people. He didn't stay away from the negative uh, the potential negative circumstances around him. So I want to read a story uh, in Luke 8, verses 22 through 25. And this is just an example of what Jesus did when, when negative circumstances came his way. Now it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples, and he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side of the lake. And they launched out. But as they sailed, he fell asleep, and a windstorm came down on the lake, and they were filling with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. But he said to them, Where is your faith? And they were afraid and marveled, saying to one another, Who can this be? For he commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. See, they had never seen something like this. They had never seen where a natural circumstance obeyed supernatural word. 
But Jesus was demonstrating this to them. Now I want to read the same story. Uh, same, uh, it's an account in Mark. It's the same story, but there's just a couple things that he, he adds to this. It gives us a little more, a little clearer picture. So this is Mark 4, uh, verse 37. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Did you notice their response when he said, Why are you so fearful? It says they feared exceedingly. I think that's quite interesting. In fact, I have another message that I had written that's, that's it's called, Why are you afraid? Or what are you afraid of? And I realize the fact that, you know, when, when we see something supernatural, we can very easily say, you know, how is this possible? got to understand, Jesus was demonstrating this for them so that they could also see that it's possible for them. But notice the specific word that Jesus spoke. He said, peace. And then he said, be still. See, it was two commands. He said to the wind, peace. And then to the waves, be still. Notice, even if the wind would have ceased, the waves would have continued. Because there's a lot of energy in the water. It's, these waves are crashing around. But he said, peace, be still, and the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. It's amazing to think of the amount of power that his words had that, yes, actually stilled everything, the wind and the water. But it's this word, peace, this word that, you know, that much power available in one word to command the wind to stop. But do you know that we have that same power at our command? How is it possible, though, that we have the same power that Jesus had? What is it, is it that we can, how can we generate that much power? It's not in the power that we generate. It's not in our own strength. Not at all. It's in the power of the Holy Spirit. See, Jesus is the Prince of Peace, and he has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. And he sent the Holy Spirit so that we have the very same power that raised Jesus from the dead. It's also the very same power that he commanded the wind and the waves, peace, be still. See, it is with this, with the power of the Holy Spirit, that we can overcome the world. It's only through this power that we can have true inner peace. You will not find peace just by hiding. You won't find peace by, by trying to get it somewhere else or by separating yourself out. And that's not the way you find true inner peace. It's not even by avoiding the problems or even by avoiding the, the people in the world. Jesus actually prayed in John 17, uh, verses 15 and 16, that, that we, the children of God, would not be taken out of the world, but rather that we would remain in the world and be kept safe from the evil one. See, he said, they are not of this world, just as I am not of this world. You see, the, the peace that Jesus gives is found only in his presence and by his spirit. He even talks about this, and he warned his disciples that they would have trouble. In fact, he was telling them not only to expect that trouble would come, but also that they should rejoice in the middle of trouble. 
There's a verse in John where Jesus himself talked about this with his followers. Remember that Jesus, he was in the very same situations that they were in, and he was never without peace. Now, I want to remind you that Jesus said that the works that he did, we will do, and greater works we will do. So, if we can recognize that Jesus walked around in complete peace all the time, he was able to sleep on a pillow in the middle of a storm in the ship that was filling with water, that we too should have that same experience, no matter what is going on around us. Don't be discouraged by your situation. Realize there is an answer and you have, the, you have what it takes. If you've been born again, you've, you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, you have what it takes to find peace right in the middle of the storm. In John 16, 33, Jesus says, These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. See, he, wouldn't, he would not have told us that verse if it was to keep us in the tribulation, in the trouble. He said, no, be of good cheer, because I've overcome the world so that you can overcome the world. You have what it takes to not stay in the middle of a storm. You can actually calm the storm. You see that he starts out by telling them his purpose. Everything that he did was so that they would have peace. And he also separates out the difference between being in him and being in the world. This is talking about where your heart finds rest. When we are alive, we're, we're obviously in the world. I mean, our, our bodies are, are here. We are we're in the world. But when we are in him, that shows where we place our trust. The peace that Jesus is talking about here in the Hebrew is the word shalom. Now, I looked up the definitions of the word shalom, and it's amazing how complete this word is. It's probably the most beautiful and revered word in all of the Hebrew language. Maybe, you know, outside of the names of God, obviously. But the, the simple definition of the word shalom is completeness, soundness, welfare, peace. But a more thorough definition would be completeness like in number, safety and soundness in body, welfare, which would be, you know, health, prosperity, peace, quiet, tranquility, contentment, peace in friendships, like human relationships, uh, peace with God, especially like in a covenant relationship, peace from war, really peace in all ways. In fact, the Hebrew understanding of the word shalom in, in, was that the sky could not contain all of the descriptions of peace, prosperity, joy, health, wholeness that are included in just that one word. So I get overwhelmed just by looking at this, you know, just talk through this little list. And it's like, wow, I was looking through this and just going, this is amazing. I'm overwhelmed by just this, these descriptions. But there are so many other words that can be used to describe the Hebrew word shalom that the Jews said that really it's impossible to write them all out. There's not enough words. There's not enough sky. We cannot write it all out. So when Jesus was born, he was actually called the Prince of of peace. In Isaiah 9, 6, he's called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now, I know that we've heard these things before, but why is it that we find ourselves searching for that elusive form of peace so much of our lives? Again, the title today comes from John 14, 27, even though, you know, we may have read this many times, but 
may not always think of them when we find ourselves in a stressful situation. But it's where Jesus said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Jesus is talking here about a decision that we make in our hearts. See, we have a choice where we will turn. Our, we'll turn our focus and our trust. He says, let not your heart be troubled. He's saying, refuse to let your heart be troubled. Now, I call it the flutters of the heart. So, well, like when negative news comes my way, I, I can find my heart begin to flutter in fear. And it's right in this moment that I choose to focus on the peace of God, which surpasses all of my understanding. Philippians 4, 7 says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. See, my heart and my mind is guarded by the peace of God. That's only because I choose to believe that the word of God is true. There's another verse in Colossians, which talks about the peace of God ruling in my heart. Colossians 3.15 says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. It's in this way that I can find peace in every way, in every situation. In 2 Thessalonians 3.16, it says, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace always in every way. The Lord be with you all. See, my encouragement to you today is that you choose the peace of God because you trust him, because you know that he is good. The other reason is that you believe the word of God to be living and powerful and to guard you and to change any situation. See, the situations that we find ourselves in are not permanent. The first report is not the last report. Don't let your situation define your faith. Apply your faith to your situation and watch the word of God change the situation itself. I'm not, you know, if, if, there, if I come up to where I'm not sensing the peace of God when I find myself in a negative situation, I just, I just stop and I just pray in the spirit. I pray in tongues. I ask the Holy Spirit to fill me with peace, like Jesus said in John 14, 27. And when I sense his presence, I just make a conscious focus on him. He is the Prince of Peace. I focus on Him. And I ask Him for a word. Many times I don't even have an understanding of what to do in this situation, but I still have peace. So many times the thing that has seemed so negative and maybe so big has actually worked out without me even doing anything to try to change it. Be patient and wait on Him. Wait on His peace. Focus on Him. Remember, let the peace of God rule in your heart Make a decision today to find your peace in Him. Turn away from the temptation to look for peace in any other thing. Thank you so much for joining me again today. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. God bless you.